Hello and welcome everyone to our latest experiment, the Harris Podcast. My name is Jeff Bender and I'm here to help you better understand who we are, where we are going, and to engage you in our journey. These podcasts are intended to introduce you to our leaders, our initiatives, and to new ideas and ways of thinking. Our goal is to not only inform you, but to engage you in helping us create the enduring organization. Please enjoy. So Jerry, you talked about uh, judgment and decision-making when you talked about uh, the book by Andrew Jackson that you would recommend. Um, so it really, I think, speaks to, to quality um, and, and values. So what, what quality or what values uh, do you value most when it comes to your employees? <clears throat> Certainly the core values are important, right? So I, I definitely want somebody that... Uh, that to work with somebody that truly believes in the uh, 10 core values that we uh, have published across Harris. Um, and, and, you know, that's kind of the starting point. But uh, beyond that, I would also say, like, honesty is really important to me. I find that uh, I can sometimes be a little bit over-trusting. So it's really important to me that the people that I work with are, are very honest all the time. And that, that, that's a really, really important trait to me. Um, and then what I would say, you know, use that honesty to make decision making and, you know, tie it into the core values in, in a way that, you know, they respect the values. So we all make mistakes. They're honest about mistakes. We have honest discussions uh, and, and that we can, you know, live those core values around this principle of honesty. So that, that's really, really important to me. And then beyond that, I would say, you know, the exact traits obviously depend on kind of the person's role in the organization. Uh, you know, for leaders that work directly with me, particularly at the EVP and VP level, you know, what I, what I really value a lot is uh, decision making and, and the ability to make a decision, not always the right decision, but to make a decision in, in a reasonable, quick time uh, frame. I've talked about this at the EDGE meetings before, how I think that that's a really, really important leadership trait is that you can't overanalyze every decision. Every decision should be done thoughtfully, but you have to sometimes make a decision. And not making a decision is, in fact, a decision to do nothing. So I think people, I like to work with people that can you know, find their way to make a decision in a reasonable time period. Great. Thank you. Jeff, how about you? Yeah, I think uh, I mentioned humility this morning. I'm a, I'm a yeah. big fan of, uh, of humility, uh, something my father uh, you know, instilled in, in myself and my, my sister from a, a young age. And I'm a big fan of curiosity. I just think I, I just love people who are always challenging why we do things the way we do. You know, when you say something that you sort of take for granted and they sort of question, you know, why you think that way, what caused you to think that way? Uh, what about this other piece of information that seems to maybe go against what, you know, what you were, what you were thinking? So I would say just this, I, I love people who have endless curiosity just to understand more, try different things and don't let that fear of uh, the unknown prevent them from moving forward, right? Because again, I think, you know, all of us, uh, you know, me included, um, you know, we all have fears. And I think, you know, if you really reflect back, those, those fears and how you choose to address them typically are what stand in, in, in between you and, and getting to either something new or to something that you actually want. So I think if you can be super curious, you can sort of, I think, dampen down uh, those fears that, uh, that people have and you can be able to, to do things. So I would say, you know, humility and, and um, uh, curiosity would be my, my two. Uh, I think mine took some time to put a name on, but it was actually because of my last year's favorite book that was able to kind of put a, a name to what I think is what, what it is that I appreciate the most, and it's grit. 
so grit is kind of like a lot of different things. It, it's people who are very persistent, people who work hard, people who are willing to kind of do what, what maybe others are hesitant to do. So I think when I think of our core values and, and things like integrity at work, I mean, this is really what I expect. And you know, the people that I want to be surrounded by share those values. But the things that, that I really will admire the most are people who demonstrate grit and just never, just being unrelenting and trying to solve a problem or satisfy certain conditions. I think for me, it uh, draws all my admiration and I think that if you're doing everything you can, you know, effort-wise and, and putting your, your, your mind and your team to it, um, definitely want to be on your team. So for me, this is what I value and admire the most out of everybody that I work with. So grit, and if you want to know, there's a book on it also. So I'm not plugging any Amazon, but it is the time of the year. Uh, Angela Duckworth, Grit, a great, great book. And I think when I look at you, that's what I look for, grit. Thanks, Sean. So we've talked a lot about the growth of the organization year over year. So certainly with growth comes changes with respect to your role. Um, so for all of you, what do you think is the biggest challenge you're currently facing with respect to your role? Jerry? So I think for us, particularly in healthcare, uh, because we've done a lot of acquisitions and we've created a, not a, a lot of, we have created a lot of uh, business units, uh, I think one of the challenges, probably the biggest challenge we have is really just finding and selecting the right people in the right roles at the right time. I mean, you know, uh, we have lots of opportunities that are coming up in a rapid fashion as a result of our, our acquisitions and, you know, getting everybody in place and helping them be prepared uh, to run the businesses, to be involved in the businesses is one of our biggest challenges uh, that we have, that I have today, I think. Would say it's my number one challenge. It's probably what I talk to you most about. Yeah, I was just going to yeah. say that. Yeah. Jerry Judy, and I spent a lot of time I mean, talking about that, and uh, yep. I think it's an opportunity to say that, you know, don't wait for an opportunity to come come to you. You know, Jeff talked a lot about curiosity, and the reality is is that if you are interested in in doing something different, you know, putting your hand up and, and speaking out and talking to your leaders yep. is a key part of that. But it's definitely something that Jerry and I talk about a, a fair a fair amount. Yeah, and I think to tie that in is, is, you know, finding the right process to make sure that, you know, given the number of employees that we have, that we do everything we can to find people that have an interest in, in these opportunities and, and try to locate them and, you know, let them know what they need to do to be uh, prepared for these opportunities. So it's all of this whole process around preparing people for the future and the next generation of leadership and the current generation of leadership are, are really what I'm thinking about a lot today. Jeff, what about you? Well, I mean, I spent my time, you know, mostly thinking about sort of two bigger items for us, which really is, you know, how do we maintain being a disciplined deployer of capital, which is really, I think, what Constellation <coughs> wants us to do. Uh, and then the corollary of that, once, you, once you've deployed it, so once you've you know, bought the businesses, as, as Jerry referred to, we want to be great owners of these vertical market software companies, or really, I think, in, in, really, if you look forward in time, really any company that we choose to, to buy. So I think maintaining discipline as we continue to scale and introduce more and more people into the capital deployment process is, uh, is very challenging. Uh, you know, Jerry and I don't always agree on some of you know, the choices that, that he wants to make. You know, we've, we've you know, given, each actually have John and Jerry uh, and, and Bryce, who's not here, they have, you know, they have their own hunting license, right? So they can actually deploy their own capital without my approval uh, up to a certain level. 
uh, and I, I don't see it till after the fact, and, and you know, I don't, I'm not always, you know, in, in full agreement of, of some of the, you know, the assumptions and the decisions. So I think it's, you know, it's a learning process as we try and again scale the organization to be able to do it. And then on the, on the flip side, you have, you know, we've probably had at this point in time more competition in trying to deploy our capital than we've ever had before, right? So the, the environment in which we're operating in, whether it's our internal sisters at CSI or external private equity firms or uh, or other people who are trying to deploy capital, it's a really, really challenging environment uh, to be successful. So I think you know finding uh, you know our way to you know maintain the leadership that we've had within Constellation uh, is is definitely a challenge. And then I think on the flip side, then is now that we have the business, uh, I, I stole it from I think it was actually stole it from you the, uh, the the sort of term operational excellence. Um, so I've sort of sort of uh, taken Jerry's term uh, and internalized it. We've done some reorganization of responsibility uh, at our senior leadership level to really make sure we get back to basics on, again, being great owners of the companies that are part of the Harris family. Comes back to a lot of these things, making small decisions better and better each and every day. Are we better today than we were yesterday? And the, you know, the concept of, of operational excellence is not complicated. But it is it is challenging to do so. To making sure that again, once we've deployed the capital, that we then run these companies to provide our employees with you know learning and growth and development opportunities that you know that they're looking for and that they want. So I think those are the two things I would say that I find continue to be quite challenging. Okay, great, thank you, Sean. Uh, yeah, I think for me it's organic growth. Uh, mentioned a bit about my, my software career. I've always either had a business or, or ran a business that grew. And uh, in PSG, like it's been a challenge for multiple years to, to just get organic growth. So it's become like a personal mission. Uh, so going, you know, tying it back to my grit answer, like I don't, don't, don't plan on letting go of growth. I think um, it'll generate just phenomenal outcomes uh, for us. Um, we're a big ship, you know, PSG is now gonna hit something like 1,700 uh, employees with our latest acquisition. It's hard to, to get growth uh, when you're very large, but our structure is such that we, we break out into small teams. And so it is possible to grow, you know, all the teams individually. And I think that's really gonna continue to be the mission is for me what is most top of mind. When we lose a customer, that means we have to find another customer. Like this needs to be like our daily habit uh, to, to replace uh, that revenue and always be thinking about growing. I think acquisitions are fine. It's kind of the fundamental decision between make or buy. You're going you're to make a technology, you're going to go and buy it. You know, we've become really good at, at buying and integrating. But in terms of making and growing and taking over market share, this is how we're going to be, you know, sustainable and enduring in the long term. So we have to get that right. So for me, it's been top of mind for the last couple of years. I have not been very successful at it. It's, we've got a couple of years ahead. We will, uh, you know, find the, the right ways to grow. We've got a lot of talent, uh, but organic growth would be very top of mind for me. Well, I, I do want to come back to uh, the reference both Jerry and Jeff had uh, with respect to acquisitions, but let's stay on organic growth. And one of my questions would be, we have 700 employees here. So what can a, a, an employee from a day-to-day -day perspective do to influence and impact organic growth? So maybe we'll start with you, Sean, since uh, you're pretty passionate about this. Yeah. I mean, there's so much. Uh, you know, I mean, like, like I said, I've, I've worked in, in support. So sometimes in support, you can, you can detect like a customer is <coughs> unhappy or that's giving you the signs of, yeah, we're, we're gonna go in a different direction. You need to flag that. 
uh, within the organization, you need to get involved and potentially work on you know getting this, this customer at event and getting to the bottom of things. Uh, and I'd say in every role, so if you're delivering products, whether you're in R&D and you're, you're developing and, and shipping products that have bugs, you're going to create frustration for the users, for the implementers. So you got to be mindful, right, of all of this stuff. I can't think of a single role that doesn't uh, directly impact uh, how customers are going to decide to give us future business once they do trust to go uh, in our direction. Obviously, if you're in sales, you're you know the tip of the sword. You're the tip of the sword. The next customer is going to come through you. You have to go and fight in the marketplace. Companies like Tyler are not going to let you just come in and grab their customers. You're going to have to take them. So there's a certain amount of strategy, and you need to have some some energy and some, um, some motivation to go after the, that business. So the way our businesses are structured, every function really I think contributes directly to, uh, to organic growth. I think what you need to be wondering is, are you talking about it within your, your departments and within the organization? If you're not talking about it, you're probably not very focused on it. And then you should kind of be anxious uh, about that. So I would say if you go for many weeks without talking about growth, you, that should make you a little bit anxious and you should, you know, sponsor it, create a forum to talk about it. Thanks, Jerry. Yeah, I don't have a lot to add to what Jean said there because I, I, I think you covered it from the standpoint of the department. Uh, each department, every role has uh, a role in organic growth. I, I really do believe that. A couple of years ago um, for PSG, I remember doing a, a group presentation at one of these events where I actually went by each department and I listed two or three things that each of those groups could do uh, to contribute to organic growth. Um, so I, I definitely firmly believe that. But I think what I would perhaps reiterate is that organic growth really comes from everybody in this room. It's not going to emanate from me or, or Jean or Jeff, right? It's an organic groundswell of activity in the way the organization operates and thinks. And I think we often think that organic growth only comes from initiatives and only comes from new products. And, you know, that's true. That's a, that's an important source, but it's not the only source, right? If you look at some of the comments that Jean made, just like retaining a customer and keeping a customer and not losing a customer is a form of organic growth, right? Like you, you've made your life a little bit easier by retaining a customer. So that's an important role, for example, that the support department um, plays in, in helping the organization uh, generate organic growth. And I'm not going to go through uh, each department because I think John did that well, but I think the takeaway is, is that if you're looking for organic growth to come from the people sitting on the stage, I think that's the wrong way of looking at it. I think it has to come from the people in the organization and has to come on a daily basis through a series of actions that you do each and every day. Great. Thanks. Jeff, did you want to add anything? Yeah, I think get out of the office go and see our customers use our <clears throat> software right look for the frictions that exist when they go to do what they're trying to do with what we've given them to do it with right and i think you'll find that you will be inundated with different ideas of things that may or may not lead to organic growth but if all you're gonna do is sit in meetings and talk to one another internally and stare at Excel spreadsheets, right? I can pretty much guarantee you that very few of you will ever truly succeed or find meaningful levels of organic growth. Right? You're only gonna do it by turning your, your gaze from internal 
to external. And I think the external starts with customers and literally spending time with them, walking around, following them, watching what they're doing, asking them questions, right? Asking them questions to understand and then taking that back and doing something with it, right? I really don't think it's as complicated as we have made it be. Uh, but I think, again, we back to habits. We, 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 got, we all get in our, our routines and our habits of how we interact every day and what we do. And I think, unfortunately, a lot of those habits don't involve our customers. And I think if we truly want to succeed, we need to be spending more time with our customers. Great, thanks. I know you told me a, a story the other day. It's, it's not from a group that was here that uh, they knew that their biggest customer would most likely leave. And yes. I believe you asked, have you been to see the customer? And the answer was no. The answer was no. Yeah. Like, so when you went to see the customer, like, how are they using our solution? And he's like, we haven't gone to see the customer yet. I'm like, wow. And, he, and, and, and the individual, like, he was totally genuine with all of the things that he had either been asked to do or felt that he had to do, and he was doing a good job with those things. It just didn't include going and seeing the customer. 